All right, welcome to the program. According to Global News, Public Safety Minister Bill Blair took meetings with two high-profile Canadian gun lobby groups as the government was putting the finishing touches on uh, plans to ban assault-style weapons. Charles Zack is one of them. He's the executive director of the National Firearms Association. Um, he joins the show right now. Charles, welcome to the program. Good to have you on. Thank you, Kelly. Thanks for having me on. So if I could be so bold, I'm sure many people want to know, I mean, if you had his ear a couple of days before the legislation um, was announced, what was discussed at the meeting? Well, you know what, I just want to preface the, uh, you know, the talk before that. Um, I was trying to get a, a hold of Bill for months um, before the election, during the election, and then slightly after the, the election. And then I kept, uh, you know, punting out emails to his, his uh, staff and to him, and, you know, at his, his constituency office. And then surprisingly, I got a response back. So in March, you know, I went to see him, and I was waiting in the waiting room, and uh, my colleague from the CSAAA comes out, and we're kind of looking at each other going, well, this is kind of funny, right? And my, my suspicions were kind of raised at the situation. And anyway, so... I went in, we talked with Bill. Uh, I wasn't there to change his mind because I've, you know, I've talked to Bill before and, you know, we've, uh, we, we know what, where we are. We're two different camps. And uh, so I just want to know the mind of the man again. Um, just so you also know, I also had um, some, uh, I guess, run-in with him during the G20 when he overstepped his boundaries there as well by instituting the, uh, you know, the, the laws you know, around the G20 area, and I was part of that process. So I'm very familiar with Bill's tactics and the way he thinks. And um, uh, anyway, I'm not going to go into that. But anyway, so let's get into the meeting. So the meeting was very cordial. Yeah. We, um, you know, we, we, we spoke about uh, generalities at first, but, uh, you know, uh, he wanted to explain to me that um, what he was going to do. And he was very, very adamant about trying to get me to um, help him be fair with law-abiding firearms owners in terms of this confiscation. And uh, it came up several times, and finally at the end, he goes, so what, what, what can we do to make this better for, for law-abiding firearms owners and, you know, so we can treat them with respect? And going, the best thing you can do is just to leave us alone and not confiscate our, our firearms. Well, he was adamant that that was going to happen, come hell or high water, uh, despite the empirical evidence that we've been pumping the government with for years now, uh, he, you know, he basically continued with the whole tone deaf situation of not looking at the facts and making this political. So, in the well, end, okay, this might be an yeah. odd question, but why meet at all? I mean, if you knew you were going to come to loggerheads, you knew like what would knowing the mind of the man do? As you said, I know the mind of the man. Uh, when when you say that, you also know that he won't change his. When he's decided on something, he's not going to change his position. I mean, that meeting sounds like it went nowhere. It actually did go nowhere. Okay, and like like I said, I wasn't there to. He wasn't there to take any kind of reeducation or take any facts, and I knew that. Right? Uh, there's a saying, you know, uh, you know, keep your enemies close. Well, that's more or less what I was trying to do there. Um, what my role is is that I take information back to. My organization would disseminate that through the um, the firearms community, which is huge. Um, so it was basically confirmation of the mind of the man who was going to be orchestrating the next um, great gun grab in Canada, and it all came to fruition in the end. How's that going to serve you, your group? Does it serve you in um, allowing you know which way your votes are going to go on the next, uh, you know, in the next uh, election circuit? 
Oh, absolutely. I mean, what, what we're trying to do now is that, um, you know, what the government's done is basically an overreach. It's a legal one. I mean, there's there's no real recourse to do this uh, or challenge this legally. Um, and this was not a public safety uh, measure that was instituted. It was a political measure. So the only way that we can fix this is through political means. Now we will be marshalling our troops, so to speak, um, getting people involved politically, and we'll be working very hard to vanquish the liberals from uh, from power probably in the fall. When you say getting people involved politically, is this through lobbying, lobbying other parties, or is this going to be actually getting your, some of your members to try and run in other parties? Um, yes, all of those things. So anything we can do to get people that um, are of like mind and feel that uh, this overreach is unjust and unjustified, um, we're, we're asking them to become, say, conservative members and uh, become part of the uh, upcoming CPC leadership race and vote for a gun-friendly leadership candidate. And in the end, um, we will be uh, marshalling our resources as well, too, to get involved in the uh, election when that's that's, uh, held. And uh, hopefully we we can steer people towards, you know, people that are actually going to help us in government instead of throwing us under the bus all the time. Charles Zach is executive director of the National Firearms Association. We're talking about uh, the legislation that was introduced. You know, there's no timeline on when this is actually going to happen, uh, but Trudeau introduced it on Friday. I have to ask you, because I know that you don't like any of this, but what bothers you most about the government's announcement regarding the man, the ban on military assault rifles in Canada? Well, they keep bantering that term around military-style assault rifles, and there is no definition to this. It's a political term that's made up by the liberals, and it's a sort of catch-all phrase for everything that seems to be semi-automatic. And what's interesting about this is that um, there is a system in place, it's it's an FRT system, where the liberals have said all along that, you know, reclassification of firearms should be done by the RCMP, the police. Okay, so... And there's a system involved there where guns are verified and you know they're and then made available to the public for possession and use. All these guns that are on this ban list now have gone through that verification system and were were vetted and approved for public um, use. Well, it seems but, that uh, it seems that the liberals kind of have double speak here because now what they're saying is that well. You know, we're going to give, uh, we've given the, uh, the ability of the uh, police to verify uh, firearms because they're the experts. Well, until they're not the experts and they intervene politically and then arbitrarily choose a list of firearms to prohibit. But laws change all the time. And, you know, we evolve and things that we allowed at one time, we don't allow uh, at, at various times within, you know, history. You look at something and the, you know, the, I guess the real issue here is that gun violence has increased in Canada. What do you think is at the heart of the increasing gun violence if it's not the accessibility to, you know, uh, what they're saying are military style assault rifles, whether that term is accurate or not? Well, the short answer to that are criminals. You know, it's not the law-abiding people out there that have been vetted, licensed, and have been using their, their firearms um, peacefully and safely. It's the, the criminals out there that are misusing their illegal firearms in most circumstances that are coming across the border. None of these measures addresses that at all. None of the potential 
handgun bans, press, uh, you know, redresses that at all as well, too. This is a misdirected, wrong-headed policy that is, um, you know, aimed at the innocent, and it's unjust. Uh, the mayor of Toronto has talked several times about banning handguns. I know that yes. the prime minister has said in his announcement yesterday that he would definitely allow municipalities to um, institute their own handgun bans. Um are you turning your efforts towards lobbying municipalities now against that? Um, I've already been in that circumstance. I was uh, heavily involved with the uh, Toronto uh, Health Board situation where they tried to make gun control a health issue. Uh, I presented empirical evidence there showing that um, uh, handgun bans would have no effect on, on criminal violence or homicide or uh, uh, suicide even or even uh, uh, domestic violence. Uh, all the evidence was pretty much ignored and rejected, and they ran routed through the uh, the resolution through the city council, and it was passed. So, um, yes, I will continue to do my lobbying where I need to, and try to re-educate those people that are out there that will that have ears to listen. Um, there's many ideologues in in government now that don't want to listen to the evidence, and they just want wholesale civil disarmament. I mean, that's really what the end game here is, and we know that, and. Um, you know, that, that's the game we're playing and we're fighting it tooth and nail. But aren't they listening to half the population? Because the Ipsos poll says that half of Canadians support a full firearm ban. Uh, do you feel at all that you've, you know, lost the war for public opinion here? Uh, well, you know what, there's, there's a political side to this and then there's the truth. So the political side is, is that, you know, uh, the premise is that those people who happen to have uh, firearms in their position are some kind of security risk. And, uh, you know, these tools need to be taken away from them because they can't be trusted. Well, you know, the, the history uh, doesn't show that to be true. Okay, we're, we're not the problem. We're not the ones committing the crimes. And, you know, this, this focus is, is, is wrong, you know, and it's misplaced. The criminals, on the other hand, we know who they are. We have, you know, this revolving door justice system where, you know, the police are, you know, risking their lives, taking these people off the streets who are armed. You know, they go into our court systems and, you know, we have lack, lack of judgments. And, you know, these, these people, these armed people who have caused harm before are released on their own recognizance, uh, recognizance into the public unmonitored. And now that's what we need to be focusing on. You know, the smugglers, you know, the criminals that are using, misusing these, uh, these guns uh, and are the ones that are actually doing harm. Taking guns away from law-abiding firearms owners is not going to have any effect on that. Zach, I'm sure that, or Charles, rather, I'm sure that uh, people are listening to you right now as executive director of the National Firearms Association, and not everybody's picked up a gun. Some people are frightened of guns. Some people don't like guns at all. Why is it that you support that Canadians should legally be allowed to own guns? Well, you know what, this is a fundamental question of uh, freedom and liberty. Um, Hopefully we still live in a free country where if I have something in my possession and I'm not causing any harm, um, why shouldn't I be able to own it, right? I mean, there's, you know, the, uh, our community uses firearms for hunting, they're collectors, sports shooting. It's all done peacefully, it's done safely, and we're not causing any harm. Now, the question here is, is do we give the government arbitrary um, powers to basically nullify rights and to take away private property on a whim? That's really the question here. And this doesn't stop at... At firearms, it will start. It will. It will. It will basically bleed into other things as well. 
All right, Charles, uh, I appreciate your time today. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for having me on.